Sports Central with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, you're on 12 to 1 with me, Adrian Abraham. Wimbledon finally returned after a year away. Let's say, you know, a little bit of a sabbatical of somewhat due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Plenty of contenders, Novak Djokovic on the mission. To discuss the matter further is the former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia, Ahmad Akhtar, joining me on the line. Ahmad, how are you? I'm good, Adrian, and um, you know it's really awesome to see tennis's most prestigious event back after two years. Um, last year's cancellation, of course, the first since World War II. Really excited. Yeah, plenty to get excited about, particularly Roger Federer coming back to Wimbledon. The last time he was there, 2019, I did mention on one of our other segments that it was the same day as the 2019 World Cup final, the cricket final. And Federer actually had match point against Novak Djokovic, but we all know what happened next. Let's talk about Federer entering the Grand Slam stage again at Wimbledon at the age of 39. What are his chances? Because he dropped out of the French Open after a few rounds. How is he prepared for Wimbledon? Yeah, as we've already discussed a few times before in the show, um, those two match points in 2019 will have haunted Federer for many weeks and and perhaps even months. Um, It was the longest singles final, Wimbledon, four hours and 58 minutes, one of the epics. He'll want to make it right. You know, he's probably over it now, but the only way he can put those demons to rest permanently uh, is with triumph at SW19. Possibly his last chance at winning a slam, but, you know, that's just mere speculation, of course. Form-wise, a really smart decision by Roger to drop out of the French Open to be more physically and mentally fresh for Wimbledon. But his preparations were dealt a severe blow because he was knocked out in just the second round at Halle by Felix Auger-Aliciame in three sets. There was no shame, of course, losing to Aliciame. He's a prodigy. He's a real bright star on the tour. But my concern really is with game time and match fitness for Roger. I've no doubt he can win a handful of matches at a slam purely on reputation. But when it comes to the business end of the tournament, a lot depends on how physically spent he is up to that point because, you know, four to five set matches expend plenty of energy. But I'm confident the grass courts will bring the best out of Federer, you know. The big serve, shorter rallies, of course. He's much more comfortable naturally on the grass. So right Federer off at your peril, really. Roger Federer back at SW19. What a sight it's going to be. But while Federer might have captured all the attention ahead of the tournament, one man, Novak Djokovic, is on a mission. He's now on 19 Grand Slam titles, just one shy of Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. He comes into Wimbledon having won the Australian Open and the French Open, beating Nadal at his own backyard. He's chasing this elusive golden slam. He's already won two. He's got Wimbledon, the US Open and the Olympics. Nadal has already dropped out of the Olympics. How is he gearing up for Wimbledon? Yeah, look, Djokovic will go in as the favorite, uh, given his recent exploits in Paris and, and the confidence he will take forward from that. He's got no apparent weaknesses in his game, and he goes in as defending champion. Given the two-week gap between the French Open final and the start of Wimbledon, he might be a little physically fatigued, but he's had a track record of recovering really well for the big tournament somehow, and I expect that to be no different this year. That said, you know, Djokovic did achieve the Australian and French Open double in 2016 before losing, I think it was either in the second or third round, to Sam Querrey at Wimbledon. The difference then was that he was having some elbow issues. He later had surgery on and um, this time he's got the chance to equal his contemporaries for the most Grand Slam trophies. So I think that's going to spur him on. Um, a task made slightly easier, of course, by Nadal's withdrawal. 
Speaking of Nadal, Djokovic might become the first man since the Spaniard in 2010 to win majors on all three different surfaces in the same calendar year. So no man has achieved the French Open Wimbledon double since Nadal 11 years ago. He's going for the calendar slam, the golden slam, and of course the super slam, which includes uh, the ATP finals at the end of the year. So Djokovic really chasing history and uh, who's to say anyone can stop him? Yeah, he just wants to break every record out there. And by the end of Wimbledon, we could possibly see Djokovic, Nadal and Federer all tied at 20 Grand Slam titles, which makes the US Open even more interesting and a must-watch for tennis lovers out there. Let's talk about Nadal. He pulled out of Wimbledon and the Olympics. You could see that he was clearly fatigued during that semi-final encounter against Djokovic. You know, how is his absence going to affect the rest of the players? Because not only their seedings will change ahead of the draw, but, you know, having one of the top guns missing from the tournament, does that open up a sort of opportunity for someone else to come in and make a name for themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the other players in the field will definitely see this uh, as a great opportunity to make their name at Wimbledon. Uh, Of course, they're coming up against two greats in Djokovic and Federer, uh, and they'll be tough to overcome. But a few men on my list, Tsitsipas is one of them. His best result uh, is in the fourth round in 2018. In 2019, he lost in the first to Thomas Fabiano. Um, But, you know, I think he's come up leaps and bounds since that victory. Obviously, we've seen what he's made of. He's defeated Nadal at the Australian Open this year. He came ever so close to uh, beating Djokovic in an epic at the French Open. And I think mentally, physically, he's improved his game uh, tremendously. He won the boys' doubles event here as a junior and reached the semis and the singles in, in 2016. And if he can somehow put that final loss to Djokovic out of his mind, perhaps have made an appearance in the final away. My next pick is probably not going to be on many people's radar, but I do fancy a decent run for Marin Cilic. Now, um, Cilic has slid down the rankings a fair bit since his 2017 final appearance at Wimbledon, where, of course, he lost to Federer. And he hasn't made it to the quarterfinals of the last nine slams, but he's got decent pedigree on grass. And he recently won in Stuttgart earlier this month after the French Open, which uh, ended a three-year wait for a title. He beat three-seeded players in that competition, Vasilashvili, Denis Shapovalov, and uh, Orge Alisiame, all of whom were in the top five, uh, whilst the Croat remained unseeded. And he didn't drop a set in those five matches. So yeah, Chilich might be a good bet. Other usual suspects like Medvedev and Zverev remain in contention. You know, Zverev, of course, has made a final and two semis in his last three slams. This guy's not going to make a big run, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Andy Murray return in singles for the first time since 2017. He made an emotional return to Queens earlier this month, and, and Wimbledon, I'm sure, will be the same. He's the crowd favorite and, and just so inspirational what he's done given the injury setbacks he's had in recent years. I like that pick of Marin Cilic you know we were discussing off air 2014 he won the US Open you did mention he made it to the Wimbledon final a few years later but that's a very interesting pick Matt let's talk about the women's draw before we finish up Serena Williams chasing Grand Slam title number 24 it's been a while we've discussed this topic on quite a few segments when will she claim her 24th Grand Slam title to be tied with Margaret Court? She's reached the final in her last four visits to SW19, winning two titles. Can she make it eight Wimbledon titles this year? Yeah, so Serena, a little like Federer, has that desire to win. I think she still has the hunger to succeed at the highest level. But I feel like she's also accepted or understood that the rest of the field has improved so vastly 
that any of her opponents really can beat her on their day. Elena Rabakina proved that in their French Open encounter just recently. The door is a little bit wider for her in the absence of Naomi Osaka, but the health of women's tennis has never been better. You know, um, in the last eight Grand Slams, we've had seven different winners, Osaka being the only one to have won twice. So yes, while Serena is always a great shout, you know, she's won most of any current player on grass and has the most experience, I wouldn't hold my breath. She certainly has the game for it, uh, her big serves, the shorter rallies, um, you know, obviously given her aging leg, work in her favor. But it's a tall order, and, and she's, of course, going to be coming up against um, some other big players like Sabalenka, potentially Svetolina, Andreescu, Krajcikova, who recently won the French Open. Um, Ash Barty has struggled herself with injury. I think she uh, pulled out the French Open in the second round. But, you know, she's the world number one, and uh, she'll have a point to prove as well. So Serena really will have her work cut out for her. And in terms of an underdog that you haven't mentioned, who else are you looking out for? Someone who's possibly going to cause an upset at this year's Wimbledon. Yeah, you've got to have your eyes on uh, the teenage sensation that is Coco Goff. She burst onto the scene, if you remember, two years ago, uh, defeating one of her idols, Venus Williams, in the first round of Wimbledon before going on to defeat her again at the Australian Open uh, at the same stage. This year, she's... Uh, done really well as well. She reached the quarterfinal stage at the French Open, losing to eventual winner Barbara Krejcikova. She, of course, uh, if you recall, had five set points in the first set or the second set of that match. And um, her reaction in the press conference was really positive. She said somebody came up to her and said, you're going to win a Grand Slam, right? And so she took it as a really positive moment. I think she's developed her skill set to another level during the clay court season. She's gotten better and better with each tournament. And I think if her serve is working for her, she could very well get to the second week, maybe even wait, make a quarterfinal or a semi at Wimbledon. Yeah, she is quite a talent, isn't she, Coco Goff? She made headlines, as you mentioned there, and she could cause some major shockwaves at Wimbledon. Next week, we've been in conversation with Imad Akhtar, former broadcast journalist at Fox Sports Asia. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and previewing Wimbledon. And we hope it'll be a spectacular event on the grass courts of SW19. Thanks, Adrian. Looking forward to it. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.